Okay, we're recording. Welcome. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're listening to this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Health Majority. Really happy to have you with uh, us today. I'm Shannon. And I'm Shay. And, and uh, yeah, we have uh, um, a really great show for you today. We're going to um, start us off with Shay. Shay's going to take us through a little bit of breathing exercises and setting some intention and uh, start us off. Shay, what do you have for us? Okay. So just to begin, I invite, and I invite you to arrive exactly where you are and just begin tuning into your breath. I'm going to guide us through a grounding meditation today. And just notice your breath. Notice if there's any areas where the breath feels stuck. Send some extra love there. And relax your shoulders away from your ears. Soften the space between your eyebrows and allow yourself for the next few moments to just be. Whether you're sitting or you're standing, imagine roots are coming from your feet, from your bottom and grounding you into the earth below you. Penetrating any layers of materials between you and Mother Earth. You are connected. You are grounded. Naturally, when we watch the breath, it begins to deepen. With each inhale, your roots grow longer and stronger. And now let's take three conscious inhales and exhales to release anything that is no longer serving you. On the exhales, watch that energy that isn't serving you release from your body into your roots, being recycled back into the earth. One more inhale through the nose. And exhale audibly through the mouth. You can flutter your eyes open if they were closed. Thank you for allowing me to guide you through this short practice today. Thank you so much, Shay. I, I love when we start with the breath because of course everything starts with the breath and I believe sometimes we forget to breathe we just breathe in a really shallow manner and um, I think we miss out really cleansing the body when we fail to take those full deep breaths so thank you so much for starting us out with that yeah. today Shay <clears throat> something that I have on my altar that I read every day and I said this in the last episode as well and you'll hear me say it again and again and again it's just 
that the rhythm of your breath is the rhythm of your life. If you're taking short, choppy breaths, well, then that probably is a, what am I trying to say? Reflection of what's going on in your life. And so it's just so important to take those deep, slow, long breaths to allow you to really be rooted in the present moment. I love that. It's almost like the idea of, do you take tentative steps about your life? Do you just go through life taking just very short little choppy steps where you're just sort of waiting for other things? Or do you take deep breaths of life? Do you take deep chunks out of life? Do you breathe in the experience? What do you notice around you on a daily? You know, are you um, really noticing? Are you grateful? Are you really taking life in? So um, I think like learning about the breath and how to breathe correctly helps us get to that point where we really are able to take those big steps in life. Um, and this kind of really does segue nicely into our um, topic today, because today we wanted to talk about um, what are your gifts? What are your talents? Um, so um, as far as this topic goes, um, we really want to dig in to really what this means, because um, I know a lot of times when we think about, um, you know, like affirming your own gifts and talents to yourself, a lot of times we're not that good at it. <laughs> we're not that good at noticing or recognizing what actually we have uh, that we should be grateful for, because we spend a lot of time comparing ourselves to others and wishing we looked like them or had their life in some way, had some characteristic that they had. We've decided in some strange way that that would be better for us. But in, in reality, um, when we really start to honor ourselves and recognize ourselves, and for all of the talents and gifts that we are given, that's when we can expand those gifts. So um, I do understand that it, it goes back to self-worth in my opinion. Um, I remember and I have a real distinct memory of this and I'm somewhere around third grade, second, third grade. And our teacher was having us do an assignment where we had to write out all of our talents, our list of all of our talents. And I remember sitting there thinking that I didn't have any. And I was kind of devastated, my little kid self. And I'm so sad for myself now to think about that memory because great Shannon. <laughs> I was extremely talented. I really was like, I was a, I was smart. I was a great reader. I was good at art. I was friendly. And here's the whole other thing. A lot of times we don't consider certain talents to be talents. If you have a gift for compassion, for example, it's not as if you're rewarded and people are like recognizing that as a talent. Uh, a lot of times, sometimes compassion almost feels like a little bit of, of a vulnerability, right? Almost like a, almost like a weakness somewhat, <laughs> like the, all you empaths out there. You, yeah, no, you feel me on this where you're like getting the other's emotions. It doesn't feel like a talent. Um, so um, I do think we have to really consider when we think about what are we good at? What have we been gifted with? all of those things that we haven't normally thought about as talents. That's what we have. So if I could tell my little kid self something, I would remind her just how absolutely amazing and divine that she is as a, as a being. And I would tell her about all of the wonderful, beautiful gifts that she has and her, and her little lovely heart and her, the hope that she carries around and her optimism and um, her ability to adapt and her strength and her resilience. All of those things were talents that, were just utterly unrecognizable to me at the time. So um, I feel like this, again, it goes back to self-worth. What do you think, Shay? 
Yeah, everything that you were saying, I'm just giggling over here because I had such an opposite um, experience. Oh, yeah, so, as a kid, it's like anything <laughs> I did, I thought was like a major talent. Everything. I'm winking. Everything. That was a talent. I'm hopping on one foot. Oh, that's goodness. a talent. And it's like, just thank you, first of all, because this is generational trauma that you broke with me. You know, it was like <sighs> you weren't feeling seen or heard as a child. And I had a very opposite experience of, I really, I sure. really, really found myself talented in many, 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 many ways like, for anyone who didn't know Shay growing up and she was, just, she was a little girl. She worked on her talent. She would say that these are my talents and you would actually call them out as your talents. You would try to perform as many as humanly possible at once. So she would wink, whistle, skip, snap, um, not skip or like jump around in a circle, whatever like all at one time. And, uh, that was her talent. She was really proud of that. So like, you're so right. But I felt like when you were doing that, I really wanted to encourage it because maybe because of feeling like I didn't have anyone when I was a kid, who knows, (laughs) like, who knows you were just like a little beautiful ball of sunshine though. And you just like, were so happy to share your talent. So So what did that do for you? Like, what did that do for you thinking and feeling like you were talented? Oh my gosh. I mean, when you were talking about the moment that you had in second or third grade with writing your talents, I was having a flashback of this moment when I'm in second or third grade and it's you and your friends and all of our family members and we're playing Shay Shay Says and I'm standing (laughs) up on this, um, it was like a little bench in front of our window and I'm standing there and I'm just like doing all these crazy things, making everybody copy me. And then I'm having um, thoughts of, I've heard stories of when I was a baby, I would raise my hands at the dinner table and not put them down until everybody else would raise their hands. And I I have been a space holder for as long as I can possibly remember. It's true. Doing during those moments is just like holding space for everybody to like, stop, raise your hands or like, stop, let's do this for Let's be present in this moment for a second. You're so right. You have been so good at that. I have been holding space for quite a while. So here's your sign, dear listener. If you're having troubles thinking of what it is that you are, um, your gifts that are embedded into you and into the soul, just take a trip down your childhood memories and just recognize what came so easily to you. What did you love to do? Um, what were some things that you felt like maybe were, were crushed or stifled by other people that you can now as an adult hug, hug your little child self and your child work is so important and yeah. kind of <clears throat> now that you have the space to explore them. You know, a lot of times we don't recognize the things that come naturally good, easy to us. Mm-hmm. And we sort of think that everybody can do that. So we don't count it as a talent. We don't even think about it that way we really downgrade ourselves a little bit. So I think that that's um, part of what we can really explore within ourselves is to find out what does come easy to us. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like the idea of like somebody who has naturally really good handwriting. Um, they probably um, naturally do, but no doubt because they've naturally been good at it, they work at it and it becomes something that they have as a talent. And so maybe they Um, look at somebody who has bad handwriting and think, why don't they just write better? But they don't understand that that's not something that comes naturally to that person. That person could work on it and work on it and still not (laughs) be great at it. 
it like brings me again back to this other memory. And now I'm maybe like six or maybe fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And um, I played um, soccer. This is the only sport I ever played, like organized sport I ever played um, at that time. And I would be in my yard kicking soccer balls and just running around and really trying to practice, really actually trying to get better. But I'm just not naturally talented like that. And I'm kind of a slow runner. So it wouldn't matter like how good and how much I practiced. I could only get so good at it. So again, this sort of contributed to my thought that I wasn't good at things. Um, but it's not that. It's just that. And there's no doubt I could have become a great soccer player. But I gave up on yeah. myself. I gave up because um, I just it wasn't coming easy. It was easier to do um, what I'm good at, which like is read books. And so like, that's not a talent <laughs> that's generally recognized. So, like I could like work the library, like a uh, um, Dewey Decimal System. How about that as a talent that doesn't even exist anymore. But like, do you know what I'm saying? Like I lived in the library. So like I could find a book that like, that's not again, not really a talent. Um, that's too useful out to outside too many spaces. So um, I think we have to um, just pay attention to that and recognize that. And our society needs to do a little bit better job in calling out those talents amongst our kids. Because I thought, because I wasn't good at sports, so to speak, and I didn't have a physical talent, that that meant I wasn't talented. And nobody was bringing those other things up. Nobody yeah. was talking about, hey, are you a good friend, for example? Right. I mean, you know, people like that, that are just generally good friends. And they're thoughtful and they always show up at the right time. They give you the thoughtful gift and they say the right word. And you're like, oh, wow, nice friend. I wish I was that good of a friend. That's a talent that person has worked on and they are putting energy into that. And we're not necessarily counting that. So um, notice also those things that make you feel joyful, because I really also feel like that's a little bit of a key to it. Um, I have this book called Deep Creativity. Um, I'm going to call the author out, June Maker. Um, see June Maker. Oh, no, sorry. Dang it. That was the um, forward. Um, Victor Shamus. Sorry. Let me just actually get the right author on here. Victor Shamus wrote this book called Deep Creativity that really goes into this really the process of how we go about being creative. Um, and why I really um, pulled this book up is because... Um, outside the idea of like, what is our talents and gifts? Part of developing all those is this um, idea of taking it forward and actually taking action on it and cultivating your talents because we've been given those gifts for a reason. And when we don't recognize, we don't um, take action on those talents, we don't expand them. And then again, it sort of feeds into this idea that we don't have any. So I just want to read this little bit of a quote. This quote is from T.S. Eliot. And he says, only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. And I like that quote because um, it just makes me think about all of the limiting beliefs that we set up for ourselves when we tell ourselves we can't do things and we tell ourselves that's too far. I don't want to go too far. I don't want to I'll push that boundary. I don't want to. I'm afraid of what will happen. I'm afraid what people will say. I'm afraid what the reaction will be. But um, at the same I time, this before I haven't done this before, and so I can't. I haven't done this before. How will this turn? I might fail. How about that one? Yeah, I might fail. And so when we when we let fear stop us, when we 
let these limiting beliefs stop us, we actually stop ourselves from developing the very thing that would probably give us a lot of joy in life and really probably boost our self-esteem like crazy if we allowed ourselves to go too far in that. And we just dove in, we just literally dove in with it and um, just went for it. And regardless of anybody else notices, the universe sees what you're doing. And um, if you have that joy for it, I, I really believe that the energy will expand and um, it'll get you to this place when you, when you really are expanding your talents and you either create or do something that um, is connected to your talent. What uh, like a boost it gives you. Oh Do you know what I'm saying? Just an amazing, just feeling inside of just validation. Yes. And especially when you're able to take your gift and then serve others, which is what I truly believe oh, yes. to do is just to serve our fellow humans and so to raise the vibration of everybody. And so when you can tap into your gift and then give it out to, to the universe, oh, there's no way the universe isn't going to be on your side. You're going to have everything that you want and desire. And that just leads me to say everything that we're talking about comes back to what are you saying to yourself what kind of language are you using in your daily life I just think about um how many times I've been told like I'm too sensitive like I'm just too sensitive I cry easily like I'm sensitive to my environment well guess what that is part of my talent and gift I am sensitive and it just gives me the ability to go into um, a space and redesign it so that people who are unconscious to their space don't really think about it. As soon as it's cleaned up, guess what? They start feeling a little bit better. And because I am super sensitive to it, I can walk in there and notice, hey, this isn't how things should be should be placed or cleaned or whatever. And so that was just one of my talents is like, Think about the things that you've been criticized for and then spin them back into how is that your actual gift in this life? You know, because it's not a bad thing to be sensitive. So all my sensitive uh, beings out there, I'm with you. We're in this together. Yeah, it's so true. Um, it, it reminds me of something I used to tell your sister Cassidy all the time. Um, when she was little, um, she was quite stubborn. You may know this about her still. Hello, my dear, I love you. Um, she, um, I would say to her that her stubbornness was actually her gift um, because she could lean on that when she doesn't want to budge. She won't. And we know this about her. That is true to this day. When she doesn't want to budge, she will not budge. And that's a gift. And even though um, something like that may not always feel or present that way. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to talk her into something, <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel on the other side of things, <laughs> right? Like when you're on the other side of trying to get her to move, but like at, at the same time, um, if she has your back, she's not going to budge either. So like, there you go. Like if you need her to stand strong on something, uh, if, and she wants to, she will. And that's a talent and that's, that's what it is. So Oh, um, I need to want to say this is when it's a, when people are making you feel bad about your tendencies or your gifts or your talents or whatever, I just invite you to not take it personally. That is something that I have been learning and implementing into yeah. every situation in my life is that most of the time when somebody is mirroring something back to you, it's them. It, that's, that's them. Don't take it personally. Don't allow it to 
dim your light at all. If anything, allow it to make your your, your light shine brighter and just be able to mirror back to that person that, I mean, it's not you. Most of the time when people are criticizing you or making you feel, I mean, how many times have I been told, um, oh, this is a great example. I was with my sisters and I'm playing, you know, my high vibrational music and they're like, oh, this is Shay. Shay must be playing this. And I could have taken that personally not listen to that song anymore internalize that like oh my gosh i'm like being made fun of for this song but no guess what let's play it a little louder i'm gonna dance a little harder and i'm gonna spread my light and joy anyways that's you guys (laughs) yep yeah that's just you know goes back to the inner self peace and self-confidence that we really stop we all struggle with that every single person does I mean, I feel really confident as a being and I feel great about who I am and I'm really peaceful about myself, but um, I'll wake up a time or two on occasion and just feel bad about myself for random stuff. And it's just because I'm human and I'm living in this human body and we are here. Um, so we have vulnerabilities. That's when you can remind yourself. I am right. in the body with all these external stimulus being thrown at me at all times. Who knows? Right. Who knows what could have caused those feelings? Something unconscious that you didn't even realize that got anything. stuck in there. Anything. Anything from my childhood. Anything from like a, a comment someone made once that I just subconsciously like took into myself. It could be. I'm comparing myself somehow to someone or it it doesn't matter. Like we all have those thoughts. It's okay to have the thought of inadequacy. It's okay to have the thought of, I don't, I'm not good enough or I don't have uh, any talents or gifts. What's not okay is to keep, is to like really internalize that and and believe that because that's not true. There's no one who has I would encourage everyone to do is when those feelings come, this is a perfect time to, um, explore being the observer, you know, just take a second back, observe these thoughts that are coming through your head, recognize that they aren't you don't take them personally. Um, if it serves you, you can go down that rabbit hole, right. And see what the root cause of these thoughts are so that you can uncover and, and overcome those thoughts, but definitely just like becoming the observer, come back to those positive affirmations and realize that your thought, you're not your thoughts. You are this pure spirit soul inside of you that is just um, experiencing this human life. And so your thoughts can get the best of you. And especially in this world where we have Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and all these things are just being thrown, advertisements, billboards, you go into the store and you see the advertisements, all of this, all of this gets internalized into our being, whether we um, are conscious of it or not. And so just recognizing that a lot of your feelings probably aren't even yours. And especially if you're an empath, something that I have been just learning time and time again, is that I absorb the feelings of everybody else. And then I'll be sitting here wondering, why am I feeling anxious? My life is fine. Why am I feeling depressed? My life is fine. That's when I just take a deep breath. I consciously tell my human body, you know, anything that is not yours, please release it. Anything that is not serving me, please release. I do the grounding meditation that I shared with us in the beginning. I grow my roots down into the core of the earth and I release it to the earth because the earth is genuinely the best space holder that we have here, here on this planet. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just a couple of days ago, I was just feeling kind of, I don't know, just sort of off or whatever. And I wasn't even sure. And I just sat and breathed. I literally just pictured as I was exhaling, taking deep breaths, exhaling, I was exhaling the negative energy out because it didn't feel like mine. Just like you said, it didn't feel like you could pick that up anywhere. And so I just saw myself letting it go, breathing it out. And it worked. It did feel better. I did feel lighter. Like when you have the feelings, feel them, let them pass through, like try to exhale. And I, and I do recognize that there's some things that are harder to process. If you're in the middle of some grief, if you're in the middle of some type of heartbreak, yeah, that's not, um, that's not something that's easily going to be breathed out in a 10, 30 second, you know, minute, you know, breath session at the same time you string those together and it will. And that's really what it is, is keep coming back to it, coming back to it, feel the feelings, feel the things that you're supposed to feel about this experience because you've generated up this contrast for yourself for some reason. I think we talked about this idea of contrast last time where we don't know what we want or like. So we manifest these situations to show ourselves. <laughs> so um, we have this contrast that happens. And I understand that it doesn't, when someone does something that hurts us, they take an action. Um, I don't mean to suggest that that's our fault or we made that happen in any way. Um, people make choices. Um, but at the same time, the scenario, the situation that's occurring is something we are going to learn from or not. And we can decide that. So we're having it for a reason. And so we uh, are vibrating to it. And um, the idea is to go through it. Don't struggle. Don't fight it. You know, let yourself feel all the feelings that you're supposed to be feeling and process all those things and breathe through them and go back to reminding yourself about your divine nature and about all those beautiful talents and gifts that you have. And regardless of what happens to you, don't lose that, that really precious part of yourself. No one can take that away. Only you can actually take that away from yourself. You're the only one that can tell yourself you're not worthy. I mean, someone else can tell it to you, but you don't have to accept that. If you don't accept that, it just bounces right off of you. Um, but, um, a lot of times we were the ones telling (laughs) ourselves. So when somebody else says it, we take it. You know what I mean? We, we affirm that instead. And we remind ourselves how we're not great at things and how we can't do it. And uh, we just sink our vibration that much lower. So we got to catch it when we do that. Sometimes we find ourselves doing it without paying attention, right? <laughs> Where it's like, we're so good at holding on to those negative comments or thoughts that people throw our way. And, and we just, even though we had, you know, wonderful things, and I can say an hour and a half of beautiful things to you, Shay. And uh, as soon as you hang up with me, somebody says a rude comment to you. And that's what might be carrying throughout your day, potentially, if I, you're not careful. I mean, something right? that is so if, you don't, if you're not able to like pass it off of you. Something that is so ingrained in our personal gifts, um, some and, and a way that we have shared them with the world is through our work with survivors of domestic violence. And I'm just that just reminded me of I've heard time and time again from survivors and from people who are experiencing domestic violence that they would rather the physical abuse over the me- over the mental abuse. I mean, it's those words right. that can really stick with you. You know, bruises heal, words can stick. And so it, it's really, 
this idea of don't let it stick. And in another episode at another time, I will 100% teach us how to put up our shields. Um, my beautiful mentor and teacher, Debbie, Debbie Quinn, I love you, um, taught me that during my first yoga teacher training. And it's something that is so, so, so beneficial. Um, just put up your shield when that happens and just recognize that when somebody is treating you in a way that you don't, that you know, you don't deserve that it is, it is them making that choice. It's not you asking for it, that you don't deserve that and put up your shields and protect yourself. You know, you don't have to internalize the words and you don't have to accept them exactly what you said. It's all about someone says something to you. You can either accept it or you can, say, no, I, I'm not accepting that into my field. And it bounces right back to them. Right. And that's a, that's a talent, that's a talent in itself to be able to oh, do it's that. A practice. <laughs> it's a practice within itself. It's a practice. It is a practice. It's, it's that idea of walking away, turn yeah. the other cheek. That is something that I have struggled with is not getting the last word, not throwing that comment out at the last second, you know what I'm saying? And that you can, it's so easy to throw the dart. Um, it's a lot harder to just sit down and shut your mouth. <laughs> so. And I, and I had this thought earlier too, when we were talking about, um, you have these bad feelings, right? Or somebody, or somebody makes you some type of, feel some type of way, you're going through a heartbreak, you're going through grief, you're going through just having a rough day. I encourage you exactly what we've been saying is just like sit with those feelings. And I heard this phrase of soft addictions that we all have these soft addictions that we go to as coping mechanisms. And so feel what it feels like to not go for, I'm just thinking one of my soft addictions for sure is like cleaning and organizing when I'm not feeling myself it's like okay well I can clean up my space and make myself feel better I can do every single dish in my house and mop and sweep my floors and it's like that is me not feeling with the feelings that I'm actually having and distracting myself so even if you just give yourself five minutes a day I mean this is why meditation is change your life so dramatically is give yourself five minutes a day to just watch your thoughts I think so many people have this idea that meditation is like you're sitting quiet, no thoughts. And if I'm not doing that, it's not meditation. Well, no, meditation is sitting there and being with your thoughts. And, you know, there's definitely times where you can go down rabbit holes with your, with the thoughts that are coming up, but just keep coming back to the breath. Notice the thought. If you see yourself trailing off with that thought, just come back to center, come back to your breath and then just, and just watch what happens. Watch what comes up. Because so often we have these unconscious feelings and these unconscious, um, somebody said something to me 10 years ago that stuck with me that I have never dealt with or thought about, you know, just sit there with yourself for five right. minutes a day with no distractions. Don't allow yourself to be distracted by all these little things that do make you feel better. See what happens. I, I guarantee that you will be coming, you will... Uh, discover more and more about yourself. You'll discover more and more about your gifts and you'll just know yourself better, which is what we're here to do is to know thyself. Yeah, absolutely. Ask yourself um, the really tough questions and be willing to answer that. Yep. Uh, if something's bothering you, find out, find out why, why is that really bothering me? Is this my ego? Is this um, 
a self-worth issue that was created when I was seven? Is this, you know, what is it that's really got me on this? And um, some. I'm just laughing at this situation, this example that happened. Um, it, I think it was my birthday, which was last week, 25. Woohoo! Um, but I was eating my breakfast, and with each bite, I was like um, moaning out of delight from my from my bite. My food was like so delicious, and Peyton is over there, and I can just see he's like like itching. You know, Peyton is my partner, and I was like, "What?" He was like, "Nothing. It's rude. I'm not going to say it." And I was like, oh, that makes you got to say it now. Like, what is it? He was like, it just really bothers me when you make noises every single <laughs> bite. <laughs> every single bite. And I was like, oh, okay. And I can see that being annoying from the other side, you know? And I had this mm -hmm. moment of like, then I stopped. I stopped eating the way I was doing. And I kind of just like sat there and had this feeling of like, I was doing something bad. And then I was like, wait a second. I don't have to take this personally. This is on him. I'm enjoying. This is, I'm in pure bliss right now. Like nobody can actually stop me from feeling bliss. Okay, now I'm conscious that I'm making a lot of noises and that might be disturbing to the other people around me. Now I'm conscious of that. But guess what? I can still enjoy my meal and not make the noise. And so I almost for a second allowed that comment to not allow myself to enjoy my meal it like literally but guess what with my own took me took me a solid 30 seconds to just sit there. I put my fork down I took some time I internalized what he said <laughs> and then I was like I could allow this to make my experience of this meal um go down the drain or I can take this and I can just turn it and continue this I was feeling bliss before I can feel bliss now like it it really is beautiful Take a moment, take a moment and realize what's going, what's right. really going on. Respond, don't react. Respond, <clears throat> react, exactly. <laughs> so I right, really that's... At that and like, how dare you, it's my birthday. I can't believe you said this at my first meal of the day, yada, 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 but nope, just kept it moving. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the goal is to get to be sort of unshakable where you can take the, the negative thing, you can take the momentary thing that you're perceiving as negative anyway, um, and keep on going. Beautiful, yeah. It literally says, I mean, that is what um, the path of the yogi really is, is to mm -hmm. have an even mind in pleasure and pain. It's right. that you are unshakable in any situation because you have such a deep connection to this core of you that this life is impermanent but I am infinite and so I do get to continue to to be after this life and each moment is just impermanent but that's all we actually have is each moment right there is only now there is only now be here now be here now Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would love to share a quote out of um, the Bhagavad Gita. This is chapter three, verse 35. And I'll explain a little bit more about what Dharma is. Dharma is basically your purpose um, for being here. We each have our own unique Dharma. And so the Bhagavad Gita says, it is better to strive in one's own Dharma than to succeed in the Dharma of another. 
Nothing is ever lost in following one's own dharma, but competition in another's dharma breeds fear and insecurity. And so this just really hit me. Um, it hits me every single time I read it and just reminding myself not to compare myself to other people, mm. but also that my path, my own, I will, the universe will have my back no matter what, as long as I'm living this life on this path of my own dharma. And yeah. that's why it's so important to figure out your gifts and your talents and how can you take those and give them back to the world. If you are looking to live an abundant life, a life of purpose, a life that has you lit up all the time and you hear us, like you, you will always have these moments that feel a little bit dark, but as long as you are living in this path of purpose to serve other people, to serve yourself, this soulful service, right? You will always be taken care of. You will have everything that you need provided to you because you are providing exactly what you're here to do and so how many times have I compared myself on this person is doing it this way and if I have to do it this way no that is not my own dharma that's their dharma and so I just love competition and another's dharma breeds fear and insecurity yeah I love that that is so on point crazily on point because so many times we do things because other people want us to. I mean, even think about um, parents sort of um, facilitating certain talents in their children that they feel are worthy, right? So like, I want my child to be a sports star, for example, let's say. So I'm going to put a lot of time and energy into it. And my child might be, maybe that's not what they want to do. They don't want that. They're not as they're not getting the joy out of it. They're not sparking joy with this thing, but they want to please the parent. So they do it and they end up following a path that really isn't theirs. Same thing goes with like our partner. They might want us to do a certain thing or go a certain way. And we try to please them. We want them to like us. We want them to love us. So we follow a, a path that's theirs, that are their idea of who we should be or what we should be doing. And we're not following ours and that's never going to work. And, uh, that, um, that quote really just brought that out. Uh, just this idea of, you're not going to be able to accomplish your life purpose. If you're trying to follow somebody else's path, follow your own path, yeah. know yourself, <laughs> um, do the things that have your, yourself sparking joy. You know what they are. Yep. You have those things for a reason. They, those gifts, those talents, those things that you like those inspirations, they can only really be expanded to their farthest um, potential if they're yours, if and, they're the ones that you pick. And that's why it's so important to cultivate this unconditional love for yourself. And so that you aren't pulled by the need to feel um, accepted by others. You know, it's beautiful yeah. community. Find those people who really light you up and who are on their own path of dharma that help you along the way for yeah. yourself. But at the same time, just remind yourself of the unconditional love that you have for yourself. And that's why it's so important. And that's why I come back to meditation so often, just those five minutes to yourself. You have to fill up your own cup before you can fill up others' cup. And so just to cultivate this unconditional love for yourself to know that whatever it is you're here to do, I'm, I'm doing, 
that is such a beautiful place to be. That is such absolutely a place to be. not to be looking for outside validation, but to know in your own heart that you are doing what you are supposed to be doing. Oh, there's no better place to, to live. Yeah, absolutely. So let's um, lay out some really practical things people can do at this point to get to these realizations or these validations of their own talents. What can you do? What practical everyday kind of steps can you take to do it? So I'll just say uh, the first one is um, actually just like take action toward your talent. Do something, put some energy into it and don't hold back. Don't tell yourself that the art you're making isn't good enough for somebody. Don't tell yourself that the food uh, that you made isn't as good as it looks in the cookbook. Don't, do you know what I'm saying? Like do the things and practice the things and nobody got extraordinary at anything by not trying and not practicing. And that's, that's really what it is. So Um, that's my, that's my first suggestion of how to bring this in your life is actually take action and invest in yourself and the tools that'll help you get this talent done. Do you know what I'm saying? So if it is some, um, something that you need to, to get or, or acquire some tools around, do that, um, invest in that so that you can, um, execute whatever it is, uh, to the best of your ability. And I will just tag on to that. My practical advice is to plan unstructured time alone. That is purely for creativity. Be with yourself for a minute. Look around your space. What do I have available to me? What is my heart feeling called to do? Do I want to go into the kitchen? Do I want to get my coloring books out? Do I want to go lay in the yard? Do I want to move my body? Do I want to sing? Do I want to play music? Whatever it is, allow yourself some unstructured time throughout your day or throughout your week, however much time you have available to you, and really allow that time to be a space where you can just explore your own creativity. That has been something that um, has really, really helped me in identifying the things that I really, really love to do. Beautiful. And we've already said this, but um, the affirmations are so important. Write it down. Write it down. It really locks it in your brain. You can tell yourself, hey, I'm talented. I'm amazing. I'm smart. I'm capable. I'm creative. Write those sentences down and really let yourself accept them and let those things really be concrete. And um, it'll be that much easier to say it and believe it yes. the more you actually you know, put it into your brain. And then so tagged along to that as well, I would definitely encourage you to just journal and journal what you want your life to look like. Journal out all your desires, journal out all your talents and gifts, all of them. You know, I'm good at painting my toenails. I'm good at brushing my hair, whatever it is, write it all down. Look at it. And your gratitude, your gratitude for it. Your gratitude, be super grateful for all of these things because we really are blessed. We are truly blessed. And so write it all down and then examine it and look at your gifts. Look at how you want your life to look like. And how can I use these gifts to serve others so that I can live this life that I want to live? And just disguise the limit. Don't limit yourself. Go big, as big as you possibly can. It just, and 
just trust in trust in the process and trust that it might take years it might take weeks it might take a lifetime it could take an entire lifetime but just as long as you're on this path of your dharma and of your purpose it, it will come it will come trust and surrender trust and surrender yeah absolutely trust surrender observe and so I'm wondering, um, Mom, what are some ways that you feel like you tap into your gifts? Like, are, are there any, I mean, I, everything that we are saying, those are things that I do. Um, but I'll just share that one thing that really allows me to remember myself is my every single morning, I drink warm lemon water. It's before before I do anything else. And I just allow myself as much time as it takes to drink this water, just to recognize my own thoughts, think about previous days, think about my upcoming day, um, just be in the moment. And that really allows me to just kind of like break open this shell of like, how can I serve best? How can I give my gifts to the world today? And that is just, it's, you know, silent meditation for me is something that really, really allows me to like tap into myself. So I'm wondering for you, what does that look like for you? That's beautiful. Um, really similar. Um, I like to stay in a state of gratitude and I heard one time, I can't remember where, um, before you even put your feet on the floor in the morning, start with gratitude. So I literally, the moment I wake up, I put my feet on the ground and I say, thank you for this day universe. And I start like that every single day, regardless of what it is I'm doing. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful um, for everything I have, for everything I am. And I start there and I just start with um, a moment of gratitude and acknowledgement of everything so that no matter what comes up in my day, if I start myself out with a really solid, like you were saying, almost grounding and just acknowledgement of everything I have that's so beautiful, I could lose all of that in that same day. But if I have that feeling about me, then I really can't lose it. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I, um, I had it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm still grateful for having had it that long. And if I lose it, then I'm supposed to lose it because something better is coming. The universe trying to move something out of the way for me. So it's, it's, um, it's a thought habit though. I will say that, that that's a, it's something I've cultivated. I've actively cultivated doing that. And that's where I'll go back to what I was talking about, taking the action instead of just waiting for something to happen to feel better. Like I'm just waiting for something or someone to come along. That'll change my circumstance or thought pattern or whatever. Nope. It's gotta be me. (laughs) I'm gotta be the one to do it. So I'm not going to be able to do it unless I actively take steps to do it. All of these things that we're talking about, as far as like, Hey, these practical ideas to put it into your life, we've done it. And that's why we're saying it because we've actually um, put these things into place. I've got notebooks full of just random doodles and thoughts and affirmations that mean nothing. And anyway, someone could look through and be like, what is this? It's just random things because I just, um, something came to me that day, that morning, a lot of times early in the morning, it's quiet and, um, I can write all that down. And it's almost as if I have a little universe, I'm sort of creating this little safe space that I create on a daily so that when I have to get out and go out in the world, I've filled up my energy body with enough love and space. Now you Shannon, your body. Yes. Yes. 
Now I'm the safe space. Exactly. So that wherever I go, it just bounces off of me because I've spent that time investing in myself, that time, that space to just be and to just thank the universe for my existence and ask for love and protection for myself and everyone I love. <laughs> and that's really what it, what it feels like. And I, um, the more I've done that and the more consistent I've been about that, the easier um, it's been. And in fact, when I don't get to do that, when I don't get the private, um, like, like quiet time to myself in the morning, I miss it. Yeah. I really miss it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There was like this thing on uh, this reel on Insta um, that was really funny where they were talking about like, I only need eight to 10 hours in the morning and then I'm ready and raring to go for the day or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, there's me. That is 100% me. If I could have eight to 10 hours in the morning. <laughs> but in reality, <laughs> we don't have that. But I'll take an hour. I'll take a half hour if that's what I can get. Five um, minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Difference. Five minutes if that's what I can get. But I don't like to skip it. I don't like to skip it because I just want to um, be with myself for a second every single morning. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking yesterday how often how often so many people's days is just responding to everybody else. I got to respond to this person. I got to respond to this person. I have to do this task that this person gave me. Um, you can do those most effectively, actually, if you respond to yourself first. What are your own needs? You know, fulfill those basic needs of yourself. Give yourself some time for an even mind. And then you are going to go out and crush all of those. It is yeah. just really a matter of <clears throat> Of, yeah. Absolutely. Just giving yourself some peace. And create a beautiful environment around yourself. And that's the other key to it is your environment. You already talked about the the cleaning and organizing oh, and getting we'll your actual physical space. On this. We'll have a whole podcast. Yeah. Which you, well, I just want to affirm you've always been like that since a small child. You had the cleanest room, the whole, your siblings would have these terrible, messy rooms or whatever, but yours would be spotless. You always have liked it that way. Um, and I also, you know, your environment is about sort of like what physical objects are around you. No doubt about that. But obviously the vibe, your tribe is your vibe, who is around you, what you will allow into your space. All of this is really, really important. Everything is energy. So um, create those safe, actual physical spaces. And I know that everybody doesn't have that. Everybody doesn't have the safe space. Um, and, um, I recognize that and I know that some struggle with that. So I know I'm so, so grateful to have a safe physical space around me. So for those who can't and have struggled to find physical spaces that are safe, you know, we're with you, we send you some light and love and energy and just want you to know that, um, it's possible for you to find safe spaces. There's resources out there. That's another you know, Shay and I've worked in, you know, domestic violence, rape crisis. So, um, a lot of, um, our mindset is really around helping people who don't have the structure, who legitimately don't have the structure to help themselves. So um, that's why there are services and people out there, um, all those light workers, all those social workers, all of those systems out there to catch those people to help them out um, in those cases. Yeah, there's always resources available to you. Always. Absolutely. And I just, I'm just thinking, <clears throat> Like the objects around you, they hold the memories. So if there's, you know, I just think about how ceremonial it can be to get rid of an object that has meant something to you in some way, you know, and just 
you can make everything a ceremony and everything can be like this beautiful passage to the next to the next thing you know yeah just as we like change our clothes we do this every day right we're also when we die we change these bodies and mm, so we change situations on the daily our lives are consistently changing so whether it's the end of a relationship get rid of that object that symbolizes that because we do have these energetic cords to everything that is true in our belonging all of our belongings we have these energetic cords to them and that's why I really subscribe to like minimalism, keeping your space clean, recycling your items, giving them away, cleansing your items, because they do hold all these memories. And, and so it's super important to just have, if you have the ability to make yourself a safe space, it, do it because it will change your life. Just being able to go into, I mean, just this couch right here. This is where I drink my lemon water every day. Just knowing I right. have this. Room. I'm looking at that blanket behind you oh, that I used to wrap you up in as a baby. Baby, <laughs> literally, this blanket has been a safe space for me, and it has come along the adventure with me this entire time. And so, but the cleansing of yeah. this blanket has happened because you know what? It has held a lot of um, not pleasant memories as well, and so. You don't always have to get rid of the object, but just allow that that object the the time and space it needs to really release as well. Because yeah, yeah, everything is energy. I'm thinking about Marie. I'm thinking about Marie Kondo. Remember when we were obsessed with Marie Kondo for for a while? Yeah, there we thought Marie Kondo. If you have not, you don't know about Marie Kondo, friends. Go find Marie Kondo. <laughs> She's wow. the one that actually got us to think about: Do these objects around us spark joy? What is it? Why do you have that object? actually think about why do I have this? What's it doing? She actually helped yeah. me uncover one of my gifts, which is I can hold space for our homes when right. they are feeling neglected. I can go into somebody's home and really give it the love that it needs. And Marie Kondo, I love you. You really helped me discover that gift. And yeah. where other people are like, you're too tidy. You're too, you're too <laughs> rigid in your, how you have everything. Uh, uh honey. <laughs> I am not too rigid. I am perfectly perfect in every way. <laughs> and I'm here to clean up your space and hold space for your home. So yes, hey, exactly. you need some, uh, some organizational help. It's me. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, this brings me to an object that I brought um, to talk about today. Um, I brought this beautiful amethyst here. I'm wearing purple in um, honor of this amethyst. We want to talk about a crystal. I actually have a really gorgeous amethyst cape, but um, I'm not really at the angle where I can show it. So I have this little um, chunk of amethyst here. Amethyst is one of my very favorite crystals. The purple, the um, the violet color really corresponds to your, to your crown, to your like, you know, this whole top part of your chakra system, the, the purple, right? Your third eye. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of times, um, amethyst is really used as a healing stone. I know that, uh, um, I will on occasion, you can use it by actually like placing it. This is kind of a big chunk of it, but like placing it on your third eye. Like if you're sleeping, you're laid down when you're meditating, you can put it up there put um, different amethyst around your, the outside of your body. Maybe when you're meditating, just even just holding onto it, it, um, will, um, 
you know, bring all of that healing, that calming energy. And it'll, and, strengthen, um, your intuition. it'll strengthen your intuition, which is yeah. so associated with this third eye region. Um, Absolutely. So like, I like to wear it, you know, I have this amethyst ring I wear all the time and earrings and, you know, um, bracelets and stuff like that. But I, uh, I just am so grateful for the gifts uh, that the earth has made for us. I'm just always astounded by the different things that the earth has created from flowers to crystals to just the beauty <laughs> of the earth is like so uh, amazing. So I like to surround myself with crystals. That's just, again, kind of going back to the environment and what's around you and uh, what sparks joy within you. And it's a beautiful so, way um, to activate certain things that you're yes. to activate in your, in your energy field. You know, absolutely hold a lot of powerful energy in them. And so just having them surrounding you and having access to them when you do feel, you know, like I have a bit of an intuition block, I feel something coming through, you know, grab your amethyst and really put it to your third eye and just notice what happens. You know, you don't have to take our word for it. Um, experiment on your own and just see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. <clears throat> Okay, so I think we're um, about to wrap up here. Thanks so much for um, the wonderful conversation today, Shay. I um, I feel like a lot of times when we talk, we just really affirm each other and we learn so much from just each other and just calling things out um, really just helps expand and grow me as a being. So I'm really grateful for that. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel exactly the same way. And to our dear listeners, I just encourage you, invite you to start um, these practices that we, we shared with you to help you really figure out your own gifts because you are so gifted and blessed. And we are so on, I'm so honored to share this space of planet earth with you. And so let's find our paths of Dharma. Let's walk them. Let's hold each other accountable. Let's lift each other up. Let's be one together. Um, the more of us that find our purpose and our gifts and, uh, and allow ourselves to serve others with them, the higher that the vibration of this earth goes. And so it is my honor to be this guide um, with my beautiful mother. And I wish you guys the best and happiest of days. Absolutely. Please uh, feel free. We invite you to subscribe to our channel, hit the like button. Please leave us a comment. And feedback, um, any feedback? What do you want to hear? Anything. Yeah, some suggestions, anything. Um, we are grateful to be able to uh, send you this message today. And we just wish you some love and light and joy. I love and we'll you. We'll see you next week. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you next Monday.